0: Welcome, viewers and listeners, to another edition of CHP Talks. It'll be a short episode this week. I'm just going to mention a few of the things going on in our nation, things that you probably are aware of, but there may be some angles that you have not heard about uh, lately. Uh, Number one is the ongoing effort to censor Canadian opinion, public opinion, Uh, regarding things that the government has a vested interest in. And I'm talking about uh, COVID. I'm talking about the lockdowns and mandates. I'm talking about uh, the Liberal Party of Canada wanting to hush up conservatives regarding abortion and gender issues and all kinds of things that they would prefer we wouldn't talk about. Without their permission. And of course, they would never give us permission to bring the truth out on some of these issues. The money that flowed from the Communist China to 11 candidates, at least 11 candidates in Canada, that's still an ongoing issue that the Prime Minister and those close to him have not yet addressed properly. We deserve to know uh, how that money got there and why the uh, election commissioner was not brought into it why have there have not been any detailed investigations no no mps that were elected with using uh, chinese money uh, have been kicked out of parliament and obviously uh, mr trudeau just continues to hope that that issue will go away and we hope that even uh paid for media, that the government has used used your tax dollars to influence and to hush on issues like this. We hope that they will uh, find their their backbone and their commitment to truth in the journalistic process and help us get to the bottom of that issue. Before we have another election, we have five by-elections coming up soon, Christian Heritage Party intends to have candidates in at least three of those, possibly all five. And we certainly want those elections to be conducted fairly. We do not want Chinese money or any foreign money, uh, any illegal contributions propping up liberal candidates in the upcoming election or any other candidates for that matter. Uh, We follow very strict electoral laws in terms of financing and we expect other parties to do the same including the liberal party of canada the bill c11 is of course the government bill that is an attempt to control uh, truth online or to limit uh, the access canadians have to the truth about various stories and it could include you know, the Chinese influence on Canadian elections. It could include vaccine mandates and what's going on with them. We just think that it right now, for, for those who don't know, Bill C-11 has gone from the House of Commons to the Senate. The Senate added some amendments to it, which uh, I'd rather they just would have thrown the thing out. But the, the amendments were ex- uh, a means of expressing their concerns about some of the overreaching uh, impacts of uh, C-11. Went back to the House of Commons. The House of Commons, basically the trained seals of the Liberal Party and uh, maybe some others, did not accept the Senate amendments. And they sent it back to the Senate without those amendments in place. So it's sitting in front of the Senate. Let's hope that a majority of the senators... Even though many of them were appointed by Justin Trudeau, again, if they would find their backbone and recognize their responsibility to the citizens of Canada, uh, they will reject Bill C-11. Don't hold your breath. I'm not promising that's what's going to happen, but that's certainly something we should hope and pray for and and lobby our senators for uh, the protection of freedom of speech online in Canada, freedom of speech at all levels, but online particularly. It's the one place through social media that Canadians have been able to share some truth that has been uh, rejected or denied or hidden by current uh, government in power. Then I'm just going to mention briefly uh, this uh, public service strike that's going on. I follow the Canadian Taxpayers Federation quite closely, and they have come out very strongly against the demands of the Public Service Alliance of Canada. And here's what Franco Terrazano said. He's the federal director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. He said families in Canada are trying to figure out whether they can afford milk or ground beef at the grocery store meanwhile government union negotiators are asking for an extra 9.3 billion dollars that's over 3 years the government's bargaining position needs to be absolute no to these excessive demands so he goes into a couple of them uh, by detail the uh, operation services group of the PSAC is demanding uh 14% per year over three years, that would represent a 47% increase over three years. And I don't know about you, but uh, I've been in the unions in the past, uh, where we've looked for a two or 3% interest increase. And that was a long time ago, and the wages were a lot lower than they are today. Government workers do get the benefits of uh, a very high rate of pay, along with the stability of working for the government. (laughs) Of course, that that means if you follow the rules and get vaccinated, uh, but they uh, have also, they've got pension benefits that many people in the private sector would think would be um, excessive or or at least uh, they'd be happy to have those things. And to go on strike at this time when our nation is in the distress it's in, I think is, very uh selfish and irresponsible by the way only about 30 percent or about a third of the employees of the public service alliance canada actually voted to go on strike and this gets back to general apathy when it comes to voting i don't know if if the uh, i think only about 40 percent of the employees bother to vote 80% of those who voted voted to go on strike. That means if the other 60% had voted and had voted the other way, this strike vote would have been turned down. So whether you're in a union, a municipality, province, or a nation, you need to take your responsibility for voting seriously. Otherwise, other people will be making your decisions for you. And you can't hide behind the fact and say, well, I didn't even vote no, you, you have to say, I voted and yet it still went the way that I didn't want it to go. At least you have delivered yourself in that area. So we hope that the government will find some uh, backbone as well. It's kind of hard, though, when the prime minister and his wife stay in a $6,000 a night uh, hotel. Um, it's hard for them to suddenly be frugal when it comes to people who work for the government i understand that but uh, government needs to rein in spending at all levels and that includes the the public service uh, workforce but certainly uh the prime minister and the members of parliament should be setting the example by taking a pay cut themselves uh the prime minister just gave himself a 10 percent raise and all the MPs in the House got a 5% raise. And I think a backbench MP that's now making about $194,000 a year. Uh, so, yeah, they if they're going to rein in public service workers, they need to demonstrate that they're willing to make a sacrifice themselves. And I wish they would. We would, if we were in office, we would be willing to make sacrifices uh, when our country is in such dire straits. Then I want to talk a little bit about, uh, well, it has to go with, this, with the censorship uh, in general that we're experiencing as people in the United States and Canada. Fox News just uh, got rid of one of their loudest voices who has uh, brought forth some uh, truths that other journalists were not talking about. Mr. Tucker Carlson was r- relieved of his duties. Uh, I think last Friday was his last show and and it's very strange to think of it but the reason I mean there's no reason been given they just said that they parted ways and even Mr Carlson has not commented much publicly yet on what took place but he has been the most outspoken critic of government policies and uh the apathy of citizens. This is in the United States, but it applies to Canada. And he actually has commented on what took place in Canada with the crackdown on freedom during the trucker's convoy and those types of things. But it's interesting that uh, Pfizer, who's made the company that's made billions and billions and billions of dollars on the mandatory vaccination requirements that have been imposed by both the United States and Canada, on government workers and so on. Uh, Pfizer is one of the larger advertisers on cable television. And so it may be simply a matter of Pfizer uh, threatening to pull their money from Fox if they didn't fire Tucker. There may be other issues uh, there that uh, are at play. Certainly he's been an outspoken critic of the uh gender confusion being forced on children in the public school system that's another area where he may have ruffled some feathers certainly uh, made made some enemies uh, in the left but we'll see he also was outspoken in uh exposing some of the falsehoods that have been perpetrated on American public and of course Canadians follow American news quite often Uh, regarding the so-called January 6th insurrection, and he showed uh, that there was something more sinister going on besides just a bunch of people walking into the Capitol, that uh, there was a plan uh, to uh, disrupt any momentum that uh, Donald Trump was generating. Whatever your thoughts are about Donald Trump, uh, the misuse of public office by the Senate and House to uh, imprison people for a political purpose, using the courts for a political purpose is wrong. Uh, you you may or may not be a fan of uh, Mr. Trump, but you certainly ought to share my concern that justice, the justice system, should not be used as a political tool to silence one's opponents. And then I want to talk a little bit about Bill 36. That's a BC law. If you don't live in BC, you may think this doesn't apply to you. But the reality is when something bad happens in one province, if it is allowed to go unchecked, it will. Like a virus, it will pass on to other provinces. And it seems like during this whole COVID episode the last few years, there has been a desire or a a, a tendency among all the provinces and of course the federal government to exercise uh, absolute authority and power and control over the people of Canada, over the people of each province. British Columbia, it's uh, astounding. They have put forward without due process what they call Bill 36. It is the uh, Health Professions and Occupations Act, HPOA, and otherwise known as Bill 36. And here's some of the things I'm just gonna quote from a couple of papers I have here on it. It had 645 sections, over 276 pages long, it involves the amendment or repeal of 35 statutes, and it involves the the, the governance, the licensing, the discipline, and control of approximately 130,000 health care workers in 25 health professions and occupations in BC. And here's the, what the government doesn't want you to know in British Columbia, and, and mark my words if BC is allowed to keep this bill in place. Uh, it will spread to other controlling provinces like Ontario and Quebec. It, uh, what uh, what I need to tell you is that four hundred and twelve of those sections were never properly debated. And that is a violation of standing orders, uh, standing order eighty four in the BC legislature. That is a standing order, uh, a protocol that the legislators themselves have put themselves under. And they have violated their own protocols. They violated their own standing order in passing this bill without allowing for full uh, debate and, of these 412 sections. They haven't admitted that yet, but that is the case. And so it's never been subject to disclosure, debate, or acceptance or rejection by healthcare workers or the 5 million B.C. residents in need of personalized medical care. And here's where globalism crosses into provincial matters. Uh, we know that our federal government has been following the WHO playbook religiously and has been mouthing the words put in their mouths by um the by the WHO the UN and uh Xi Jinping but anyway the in keeping with the goals of the World Economic Forum and the Ad, OECD Agile Nations Charter adopted by Canada the act will create instant pharma markets Prevent and punish individualized health care. It will extinguish protected rights, including the rights to informed consent to medical treatment, uh, the freedom from non consensual medical or scientific experimentation, and freedom from coercion to accept a treatment not voluntarily chosen. It will mandate vaccinations and it will impose se- severe penalties for non compliance. And this is on healthcare care workers, uh, doctors, chiropractors dentists nurses and there's a whole list of them uh, that will be affected by this all of their colleges will be if this bill is is enacted it has been passed by the legislature uh, without proper debate but if it is enacted uh, it will affect all these It it will basically dissolve the existing colleges and put every health care worker in B.C., 130,000 healthcare workers under the thumb, under the immediate supervision and discipline of the government of British Columbia. And right now, the government of British Columbia is not a government that anybody wants to be under, under their thumb. They could impose penalties of up to $200,000 if a doctor offered his opinion, his, his uh, experienced medical opinion, if it, If that opinion uh, disagrees with the provincial mandates or the provincial uh, consensus in the government, then that doctor could be fined two hundred thousand dollars for two years in jail. Um, well I'll read you a list of the groups, some of the groups affected by this, physicians and surgeons, nurses and midwives psychologists, oral health professionals, chiropractors, dietitians, massage therapists, occupational therapists, opticians, pharmacists, physical therapists, speech and hearing health professionals, traditional Chinese medical practitioners, and acupuncturists. All of those would be subject to the discretion of the government. And if the government chooses, as they have done, to uh, go hand in hand with big pharma, And the WHO, in spite of scientific evidence, to the contrary, uh, they will impose these on on doctors. So, again, 412 of the 645 clauses were never debated by the legislature. That debate was cut off by the MLA, the, the Honorable MLA, Mike Farnworth, and it allows it would enable government to enact warrantless search and seizure of property of health offices it would demand access they could demand access to your private clinical records what you think is between you and your doctor now is the property of the government it could mandate mandate any vaccination not just the ones we've been concerned about the last couple years it could demand and mandate any vaccination with no informed consent. And again, uh, we talked about the fines and the imprisonment, that it could even force a doctor to undergo mental health assessment if he sees things differently than the government. So very concerning. Uh, Those in British Columbia should be up in arms and are up in arms. The uh, one other thing that I wanted to mention, the National Citizens' Inquiry that's going across the country. They're doing great work. Uh, There's been a lot of uh, challenges getting them off the ground, but all that I've heard, the uh, interviews that they have had with people who have been harmed by the vaccine mandates and other COVID lockdown measures across the country, many people have come forward to testify that what they've endured personally, how it has negatively impacted their lives. And they're uh, on their way across the country now. You can find out all about them, where they are, how you can submit your testimony to them. And you can listen to many, if not all of the recorded witness testimonies. There's testimonies of individuals who've been harmed and also of health professionals who are commenting from their area of expertise on the procedures instituted or implemented and mandated by both the federal and provincial governments during COVID. So uh, check them out at nationalcitizensinquiry.ca I'm going to leave it at that for now. You're a great audience. Thank you for joining us week after week. I expect to be back next week with another exciting guest. And in the meantime, keep your ears open and your mind open. Pay attention to what's going on around you because we are in very interesting times. It's a time for Canadians to rise up and be counted to stand up, to stand firm on the issues that matter and to insist that your elected members of parliament do the same. Thanks, I'm Rod Taylor. Tune in again next week for another edition of CHP Talks. Thanks for listening to CHP Talks. For more content you don't want to miss, be sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast, CHP Talks. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. To view our weekly episodes in a video format, you can find us on Brighton at Brightion.com forward slash channel forward slash CHP Canada on Bitshoot at bitshoot.com forward slash channel forward slash CHP Canada. Now, social media censorship and the cancel culture have restricted what we can discuss on YouTube, but most of our programs can still be found on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash CHP Canada. Thanks for joining us. Please share this information with others. After all, speaking the truth is an act of love. I'm Rod Taylor, National Leader of CHP Canada and your host of CHP Talks. See you next week.